Good afternoon, members and friends of Elmira Baptist Church. This is Elmira and you. I'm Pastor Scott. Welcome. Today is Monday, June 6th, 2022. It is the 78th anniversary of D-Day, the Allied invasion of Western Europe. Today, though, I don't want to talk about the invasion of Western Europe, what I want to talk about is how things went here at Elmira Baptist Church on Sunday, June 5th. It was our first Sunday of June, and June Sundays are busy. We have on June 12th our graduate recognition night, on June 19th our Father's Day gift, and on June 26th in the evening we're going to have our VBS wrap-up rally. So I'm looking forward to all of those things. Also, this coming Saturday, the 11th of June, starting at 9 o'clock in the morning, we're going to do some BBS blitzing, and I would invite all of you to come. This is an ideal time to bring a, a child, to bring a, a teenager. We'll pair up each child or teenager with an adult, and we'll send you out two by two to simply leave invitations to our Vacation Bible School program at families' homes. You don't need to knock on the door. Please don't knock on the door. Don't ring the doorbell. Just leave that invitation and move on to the next House, we want to see if we can get as many houses, uh, leave as many invitations at houses as we can. Additionally, I'm asking you to think of three people with children that you can invite to come to our VBS program June 20th through the 24th. So, friends, family members, uh, grandchildren that might be able to come, neighbors' children, please be thinking of folks that you can invite to our VBS program as well. Over the next few weeks, on Monday and Tuesday particularly, I want to talk a little bit about some of the current events that we have. I don't typically talk about these things, these topics, from the pulpit, because I think the pulpit is primarily designed for the preaching of God's Word, and sometimes the preaching of God's Word touches on one of these topics, and at those times I will. I will just say, here's what God's Word says. Here's the application we make to our current event. The mistake some preachers make is they take the current event and make that the controlling topic, and then what scripture can we find? And I do that from time to time, but primarily I want to keep our focus on the Word of God, on our great Savior Jesus Christ, on our awe-inspiring God, and the victorious struggle that Christians have walking in the Spirit day by day. But from time to time, topics come up, and today I want to talk a little bit about the Supreme Court and this word, stare decisis. You probably have heard a lot recently about the Supreme Court, a lot of criticisms of the Supreme Court. By the way, the Supreme Court has always been criticized. Don't, don't misunderstand. The Supreme Court has always been criticized for either making the wrong decision or not making enough decisions or making too many decisions. But recently, one accusation of this Supreme Court is that it is illegitimate. That it is illegitimate. That the rulings it is making are not legally binding. I, I'm not sure exactly what the illegitimate claim is, but I know what they're saying is this is not a good Supreme Court. Now, that's funny to me. Because for literally decades now, the Supreme Court has made decision after decision 
that we as Christians have disagreed with back in the 60s, deciding that teachers could not lead prayers at public schools, throwing prayer out of, of, out of public schools. We didn't agree with that decision. We didn't call it, we didn't call the Supreme Court illegitimate. In the 70s, abortion, saying that abortion is a constitutional right that they found somewhere. And again, I, we disagree. We don't think it's a constitutional right. But we didn't accuse the court of being illegitimate. You, you see what I'm saying? We didn't accuse them of being illegitimate. When the Obergefell decision came down, and they said that American men have the right to marry and another American man. That's equality under the law. An American woman has the right, the right to marry and another, another woman because that's her equality under the law. We thought that was a bizarre decision, throwing out literally millennia of cultural, now as Christians, we're more concerned about the Bible, but follow me here, millennia of cultural truth reality. There's never, that I'm aware of, in all my reading of history, there's never been a culture that calls same-sex marriage marriage. Now, there have been cultures, obviously, where there are homosexuals, where there is evil. Never has it been seen as the same as one male and one female marriage. We didn't call the court illegitimate then either. It's only as the court is considering backing away from these decisions, that all of a sudden the court is illegitimate. And all of a sudden, liberals and progressives who for literally decades now have ignored all previous cultural precedent to come up with completely new ways of handling life, all of a sudden they are pounding the table and demanding stare decisis. Stare decisis is a Latin term for let the decision stand. What they mean by that is once you've decided for the progressive cause, once you've decided for a liberal cause, you cannot go back to a previous state. Once you've decided abortion is a constitutional right, you can't decide it's not a constitutional right. Once you've decided same-sex marriage is a constitutional right, you can't go back. Once you've decided prayer has to be excluded from schools, you can't go back. Again, I don't understand. I mean, I understand this concept of stare decisis. I don't understand why pound the table and demand stare decisis when these same people, less than 10 years ago, took millennia of cultural reality, marriages between men and women, and threw it out the window, and all of a sudden they're pounding the table and saying, but we've, we can't change what we decided seven years ago. Don't be fooled by this discussion of the illegitimacy of the Supreme Court. Don't be fooled by this pounding the table and demanding that they observe stare decisis. These, many of these same people, they want to destroy the institutions of our constitutional republic. And it concerns me that there are Christians, I'm not, I disagree with them, there are Christians who think this has gotten so bad we just need to blow this up and start over. Blow up our constitutional republic. Dissolve the legal authority of this constitutional republic and start over. But I ask you, start over with what? What is it that we would replace our constitutional republic with? That's the question that I think we need to face if we think that we need to declare the Supreme Court illegitimate and the president illegitimate and the Congress illegitimate and our state governments illegitimate. 
Let's pray for our president. Pray for our Supreme Court justices. You can't name them all, can't you? There are only nine of them. Pray for them. Pray for Governor Newsom. Pray for our state legislature. But don't think the answer is to blow it all up and start over. Now, for the Bible, the most important topic of the day is our devotional. And today we're going to start with the very first verse in the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Several weeks ago, when Dr. Ennis was with us, he talked to us about this issue of God's controlling attributes. I'm going to change that to God's central attributes, but he listed five. Number one, God is uncreated. Number two, God is infinite. Number three, God is triune, which implies personality, that he is a personal God, because even before there was any creation with whom to commune, there was communication within the three persons of the Godhead. Number four, God is holy. And number five, God is a redeemer. That first one, God is uncreated. There are many gods, false gods, idolatry gods in our world. And many of them have mythological origins going back and back and back and back. The God of the Bible, the one true God, is the only uncreated one. When the Bible starts, in the beginning, God created. The assumption there is that nothing created God. That before that time, when God created, there was nothing except God. Into eternity past, and this is beyond the comprehension of the human mind, because time didn't even exist until in the beginning. Genesis 1 shows us the creation of time in the beginning. God created the, the existence of matter, the heaven and the earth, the existence of space, three dimensions. Before that, who knows how God measured space, time, matter? We don't know. But we know God is the only uncreated one. Dwell on that. God is the only uncreated one. In the beginning, God created. This has been Elmira and you for Monday, June 6th, 2022. And you can join us this Sunday at 9.45 for Sunday school, 11 o'clock for morning worship, and 5 o'clock for evening worship, followed by a recognition of our graduates. We'll also meet Wednesday at 7 o'clock for a time of Bible study and prayer. And we meet at 6111 California Pacific Road near Vacaville, California. Join me Tuesday for another edition of Elmira and You. And meditate today on Genesis 1-1 and the truth that God is the only uncreated one. Mm -hmm.